We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 161. We have three lovely guests on today who make up the most amazing team of mother, daughter, and rider, and trainer. Our rider is 13 years old and started riding at the age of four when she was riding for therapeutic reasons. She was born prematurely at 28 weeks, and now she is a grade four paradressage competitor. With the help of her amazing mom and trainer, she receives her FEI classification at her first international show this coming January, and she will be the youngest globally classified rider. She is the only competitive paradressage rider in Utah and is now aiming for the 2024 Paralympics. Making that team would make her the youngest ever Paralympic dressage rider. I had to have her on today because I thought it would be so fun for all of us to learn a little bit more about her, a little bit more about paradressage and follow her journey as she makes her way to the 2024 Paralympics. So without further ado, I would love to welcome our guests today, Genevieve Rohner, Mother Lexi Rohner, and trainer Annie Sweet. Hi, ladies. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Amazing. Well, I would love, I know there are three of you on here, so I would love if Lexi and then Genevieve and then Annie, if you could just kind of say a little bit about yourself and give a little intro. Okay. So I'm Lexi Rohner. I am the mother of 13-year-old triplets, one of whom is my daughter Genevieve on this podcast with us. And Genevieve is a paradressage competitor. And Genevieve will say hello. Hi, I'm Genevieve. And yeah. <laughs> and she's the paradressage writer. <laughs> I'm Annie. I'm a dressage trainer. I've been training for 21 years. And right now I work out of Sage Creek Equestrian in Heber City, Utah. Amazing. Love it. Well, I would love to kind of get into how all three of you are connected and work together to make so much magic happen for the equestrian world. But first, I would love to hear from Lexi a little bit about about Genevieve and about the triplets and kind of the story that started it all. Well, originally we were trying to have one child and we ended up with three, which was a miracle. And they were born 11 weeks premature, so that's at 28 weeks gestation. She has two brothers, Chase and Cole, and Cole had a major stroke right after they were born, and ultimately he has eight diagnoses, including cerebral palsy and autism, and he's had 13 brain in as part of 21 surgeries he's had altogether. So we started off pretty roughly. Her other brother almost didn't make it through the first night, and Genevieve has had a handful of medical conditions and difficulties herself. So the first year was pretty rough. And when they were three, her brother Cole was getting therapy at a local center. We lived in California and he was getting some therapy there. And another parent told me about a clinical trial for hippotherapy, which is 
horse riding therapy. A lot of people don't know that the word hippo in Greek means horse. Yeah, which I, right. I never understood that when yeah. we have been doing hippotherapy. I just, I knew it was horse therapy, but I didn't know the word hippo was Greek. So that was kind of an interesting thing to learn, a little fun fact. But her brother was in a clinical trial for 12 weeks at a riding, therapeutic riding center not far from us. And when it was over, they asked if he wanted to do another one the following spring. Genevieve also has cerebral palsy and autism, and she has two other diagnoses. She has amblyopia, which means her eye on her affected side doesn't see clearly because the brain isn't telling it to see clearly. The eye is healthy, but the brain doesn't tell it to look properly. And her right leg bones are in the wrong place, probably from being squished when I was pregnant. But the cerebral palsy didn't correct her leg bone position, so that just added to her challenges. And some other minor things that didn't seem so minor when she was little. So I asked if she could also participate in the second round of hippotherapy, and I got a prescription for her to do it. And her brother really couldn't stand it. He is a charming little guy and liked to bat his eyelashes at the therapist and the ladies there, but he didn't really like being on a horse. <laughs> and the first day she sat on a horse, it, it was like, I always say that it's like the heavens opened and the light blew up in our face. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's just in love with this. And none of us really knew anything about horse riding, but she sat on that horse and she fell in love. And I thought, okay, well, this will be helpful because part of her autism is non-clinical. So it's on the spectrum, but it's very low level. And her biggest challenge with that is sensory processing disorder. And being on a horse really changed her personal dynamic, which of course changed our family dynamic from a lot of the struggles that she had, that we had trying to help her. And it really became therapy for her in more than just physical. And so she rode for a while and a couple of years later started competing and I still thought it was a hobby, and I was never interested in being around horses. I thought anywhere that has so much dirt, flies, and poop was just not a place I wanted <laughs> to be. And I remember being pregnant and telling someone, and a little side note, I, I was a figure skating competitor for 17 years, and I coached it for 25 years, and it worked for you as figure skating now. So I started the kids skating when they were little just so they could learn not to be competitors necessarily. And I, I thought, well when I was pregnant, I said, they'll learn how to skate just by default, but I know I'll never spend my time in a dirty poop filled fly filled horse barn. <laughs> and fast forward. Uh, yep. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> hashtag barn mom. <laughs> so yeah, so she really loved it and it was really helpful. So I thought anything that can make her feel this good and be this good for our family is worth pursuing. And I had no idea where it would go, and I didn't know anything about paradressage. Hmm. So we just kept going, and we loved the coach there. She was wonderful. She, the, I, I say this all the time. The best thing she did for Genevieve was put her on every horse in the barn, and Genevieve wanted to be on every horse, literally. And She would do anything they told her to do and taught her to do. She could do all of her tacking up except lift the saddle when she was five. Wow. And it was, it was exciting to watch her become more independent and to actually feel good about what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Then she did her first competition. She entered seven events and they were little kid therapeutic events and whatnot, but she had such a good time. And I thought this might be more than a hobby. Love it. That's so cool. Genevieve, what's your first memory 
of being on a horse? I don't really remember it that well because I was younger, but I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I know that. Walk me through like your first your first experiences with your current trainer, Annie, and what kind of stuff you work on in your lessons and what some of your goals are going forward as a rider. My current goals are I want to try to get to 70% in competitions because nice. I've gotten really close before, but I haven't gotten it quite yet. And with our training, me and Donut, my horse, we we both pretty much know everything, but we just need to work on our like trust and relationship and polish it up. Got it. How long have you had your horse? Um, since March. Since March. Wow. Okay, so pretty new. Yeah. So Genevieve started competing, like I said, when she was five, and it just sort of we just sort of moved along with it. And one day when she was seven, we were at a competition that was all therapeutic. It's called CalNet in Southern California. And a woman, our coach came up to us and said that a woman wanted to meet her. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Okay. Why? And it turned out this woman, her name is Hope Hand. And she's the president of the U S para equestrian association. She's a former Paralympian. And she spotted Genevieve and said, I see a lot of talent in your daughter. You should do paradressage. And I thought, wait, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. And so we did a bunch of research and figured it out. She was a really lovely woman. And she still to this day is very supportive of Genevieve. So we did a lot of research. And fast forward, we got her classified as a, as a paraequestrian. And I don't know how much your listeners know or don't know about para, but there's five different levels of riders based on their physical and physical challenges, grades one through five, five being the most able-bodied. So Genevieve is a four and she was, we went, we moved to Utah when she was eight. And when she was nine, we went back to California for a clinic with the current chef de keep for the para team. And he's also the head of USEF para coach training and his name is Michelle Asseline, and he's a lovely man who had done an amazing job with the Great Britain para team. They have a number of gold medals at the Paralympics and other successes, and he was given a clinic with her former coach in California, so we went when she was nine, and they allowed her to be classified at nine, knowing that most paras don't get classified till they're at least 16. And he thought she was a small 14-year-old at the time because he was pretty impressed with her, which blew me away. So she got classified. So for the last four years, she's been the youngest classified national rider in the U.S., of course. Wow. Her goal after that became becoming the youngest Paralympic equestrian ever. <laughs> That's and amazing. When she was five, she told me she was going to the Olympics. And I said, okay, well, you'll have to give up some birthday parties and some play dates and you'll have to spend more time on the ice because she was still skating at the time. And she, yeah. stomped, she stomped her foot and said, no mommy horses. And I said, how do you even know what the Olympics is? But I didn't tell her no. And you know, we just kept talking about it every now and then until it became a more solidified goal. And we looked, we looked it up a year ago and it turns out that the girl who is currently the youngest ever 
was coached by our now chef to keep and she competed in the Olympics 17 days before she turned no 55 days or some, some number of days before she turned 17. Wow. If Genevieve makes the 2024 Paralympic team, she will compete three months before she turns 17. Wow. And achieve that goal. That's amazing. Oh, that is so exciting. I don't know about you, but I think I spend more time focusing on my animals' nutrition than my own. Since 1985, with roots dating back to 1842, Mana Pro has been committed to providing high-quality, nutritionally wholesome feeds, supplements, and treats for your animals. As a company comprised of animal lovers just like us, Mana Pro understands the desire to provide your animals with the very best. Their passion is happy, healthy pets, and they are the trust partner in providing just that. If you haven't checked out ManaPro before, make sure you do. Their website is manapro.com, M-A-N-N-A-P-R-O.com. I get all of my treats there. My horses absolutely love them, but they have other stuff for other animals, not just for horses. So make sure you go check them out. They are absolutely incredible. So thank you so much, ManaPro. All right, let's get back to the episode. So Annie, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you and Genevieve work on, especially for that level four, like what does a level four test all include and what does it look like? Well, it's, it's a complicated test and we work a lot on accuracy of the figures and balance, balancing the horse correctly and, and harmony between the horse and the rider. And we're always trying to build a, a willing partnership and Genevieve and Donut's partnership is pretty brand new. She's only had the horse for less than three months. So we are, you know, working on those things, the, the pattern, the figures, like everything that's required, like, like they said before, the horse already knows it. Genevieve has already ridden it on other horses, but getting the two of them to have a partnership and to be able to show balance and harmony during uh, that during the test is what we're going to be working on for the next few years. Love it. And what was the process like? You said that Genevieve and Donut's relationship is newer. What was that process like in finding a horse that best suits her needs as a level for paradressage rider? Um, well, I wasn't actually involved in the horse uh, finding process. They oh, came okay. to me after they had bought the horse. Yeah, they well, sent me videos of her okay, riding cool. him, and I could I could see that there's a connection there in the videos, and that I could see that the horse had the talent to mm-hmm. be international quality. So that was so kind of starting with that. That was that was what we kind of it was a jumping off point. Very cool. Awesome. So then moving ahead, let's say, obviously, there's big goals and aspirations ahead of us. What are some, you know, key points, some, some specific things that you need to accomplish, Genevieve, in order to get to that goal of going to the Olympics in the very, very near future? Well, I need to definitely, when I turn 14, start doing the international competitions so I can get more recognized. She turns 14 in January. Okay, nice. And that will be a whole new world and, you know, be a lot of new and exciting things and new challenges too, I'm sure. I'm excited for it. 
Absolutely. That's so great. So as you are looking ahead and making these plans, tell me a little bit about an area of the industry that you are really passionate about something that you really love within the equestrian world that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about. Lexi, I would love to hear your answer first. You know, I kind of think paradressage as a whole. You know, when Genevieve does her internationals in January, she'll become the youngest globally classified rider. And often when people we know will ask us about what she does, it's a little difficult to explain. I think it's such a small world. There's, I think, 30 classified riders in the country, and there's certainly more than that worldwide. And some of the country's teams have had great success. I think when they put it on TV, if they do, and I think this year for the Olympics, they may actually televise it, which would be amazing. I think a lot of people just don't know what it is. And I can say that for for me, I'm passionate about it because my daughter's finding her niche in the world and finding her success. And that is irrelevant, irrespective of, of medals and points. It's something that's changed her life and our life. And the other parents that I've met, and there's only one or two people that I know who have children under 18 in the para world at this point. So most of the parents are, are there because their child is an adult child who needs help because of disabilities. So it's a different scenario for me to be there with a minor. But at the same time, it's such an amazing group of people. And they're all competitive with and against each other. But it's, it's a really neat place to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people, even within, within the equestrian world, not just, you know, without, outside of our bubble, really, I really feel like not a lot of equestrian in general know the ins and outs of what, what makes up para riding and, and kind of that, that, the inner workings, the, the niche within the niche. So I think that's a really great point. Um, well, and even it, as, as general dressage tests go, I, I mean, it was hard for me even to learn how to equate that for Genevieve, you know, to understand that a grade four test is about second level you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Annie, what would you say would be your area of the industry that you're passionate about that you feel like the rest of the community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? I would say in the dressage community, something that I feel like people should be more aware of and learn more about is just good horsemanship. I am at a barn with a world-class natural horsemanship trainer named Jim Hicks. And I have learned so much from him about how to create a willing partnership with a horse through good horsemanship. And I've learned that a horse that's handled well and ridden well is a happy horse that wants to perform for its rider. And, you know, also it creates a partnership where the rider is more able to enjoy their horse more fully. So I'd say just, you know, good horsemanship, good riding is, is what I'm the most passionate about. Totally. Yep. And how do you feel like you kind of instill that in your clients on a day-to-day basis? I make sure that they're handling the horse with good habits, like, Mm -hmm. you know, teaching the horse how to respect them, respect their boundaries, respect their space, be safe with Mm -hmm. their horse. And we do little exercises that, you know, teach the horse what's, you know, where the boundaries are for, for the, for the human. And I'm, I'm also just there supporting, like, like if the horse, you know, during the course of the lesson, you know, of course, the ride doesn't understand something that Genevieve is asking it to do. 
you know, I'll get in there. I'll even get on the horse for a few minutes and show her how to do it correctly. You know, which is good feel and good timing. It, it's hard to teach. And Genevieve has, has a natural gift for how to help a horse to balance underneath her, you know, really well. She has a natural talent for, for feel and timing as far as how to create that um, harmony between her and the horse. And so that, that's something that I'm very grateful for, that she kind of came with that ability. I didn't have to teach it because it's wow. a very hard quality to teach. Yeah, so it's, it's almost more kinda, feel. kind of came with it. Yes, yeah. it, it's definitely it's the feel, the timing, it's the rhythm. It's it's nice that she already, already has a you know sophisticated idea of, of how to create that with a horse. Yeah, that's so cool. And then Genevieve, what would you say is an area of the equestrian world that you really love that you feel like the rest of the equestrian riders and trainers and people around you either just don't know a lot about or don't talk that much about? I agree with both Annie's and my mom's answers. And I also think that it should maybe get more recognized because I get asked a lot if I do like jumping. And when I say, no, I do dressage, I get asked like, what's dressage? And Uh then I have to explain it because I don't think it's very recognized yet. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. When someone asks you what is dressage, how do you usually answer that question? I don't really know. <laughs> but usually, it's, I just kind of say it's like patterns that you mm-hmm. ride, of course. And if they don't understand it, I'll usually show them a video of someone doing a dressage test. Totally. Yeah, I love that. So cool. As you are all kind of working together with, you know, your team and your horse and and talking about international travel, what does that look like on the day-to-day? Genevieve, how often are you at the barn? How often are you riding your horse? What does that schedule look like for you? I'm usually at the barn four to five days a week. And sometimes I go on the weekend and I can just work with Donut in the round pen. Fun. On Sunday, the arenas are closed, so that's kind of his day off. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. What real, What do you really love about Donut? What are some qualities or, or things that he does or has or, or even just what he looks like that you really like about him? I really like his face marking. He kind of has like a little snip on the side of his nose, and it looks really cute. Cute. His star and his stripe. Love and it. He's also really, really affectionate, and I like that about him. Mm-hmm, definitely. I love when they, yeah, when they just have friendly ground manners and a good personality. That's, I feel like, always fun to be able to cuddle with your horse. Yeah. Definitely. What would you say are Donut's best movements or when you're working on it for a test, certain patterns or skills that you feel like he is really good at? And what are some things that you are like, we need some extra work on this? Well, for things I definitely know we need to work on in our 10 meter circles, his, he kind of drops his head a little. And when we're going in corners, we need to work on the balance there Mm -hmm. and the things that we're pretty good at is he's good at really collecting his canter, which is nice. Definitely. As a paradressage rider, what are some exercises that you like to do 
to stay fit for your, for the sport? Like keep your legs strong, you know, based on your different limitations and your level and your grade, what, what are some things that you like to work on both on Donut and then also maybe some exercises that you like to do off of him? I do core exercises and my mom's paying for this exercise thing that I do. And it has like personalized workouts. There's oh, a nice. former skating coach in Michigan. He's a former competitive high-level pair skater. And he developed a, a training program where he sends you an Excel sheet with links and videos and whatnot and customizes it to the, the individual. And he started out with just figure skaters, but he's also worked with a national para writer or maybe not para, I'm not sure, but another dressage writer in Canada. Wow. And so he created it. Uh, for Genevieve and it's $20 a month. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. He's great. Oh, I love it. So cool. Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and tell me a little bit about your story. I am so excited to follow along and see as you are kind of navigating this next level of your riding Genevieve and all of the exciting things that are in store. Thank you. Thank you. Bethany, thank you so much. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.